Speaking of triggering, we should give everybody a warning up front about the episode we're going over today. <laughs> Absolutely. The X-Files home. Uh, explicit warning. Yeah, if, if, if you, if you don't want to fuck with this episode, yeah, don't fuck with it, but it's, uh, it's dark. It's going to get dark. It's very dark. Yeah. It's almost a horror movie. It's not ready. And, and, and especially when they throw Andy Taylor into the mix, that's just, that's just mean. Sheriff Andy Taylor. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's almost like, a Hell's Hmm? it's almost like, it's it's almost like a Hell's Have Eyes type of horror movie. Yeah. 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 We should say Jeremy Mm -hmm. Bryant of um, Maniacal Music Musings and Mm -hmm. the Paranormal is the New Normal podcast has Mm -hmm. joined us. Invited him on to talk about one of his favorite television episodes. Welcome back, Jeremy. Oh, this is just one out of thousands I could have picked. I just, I was, yeah. I, I, I was talking about this with somebody recently, and that's why I had it in the front of my mind. I'm like, you know, I haven't watched any X Files in a long time, especially this episode. Yeah. I haven't seen it. I haven't seen any X Files in like a long time. So, yeah, yeah. First one I'd watched, and I, I think I watched one or two when the when the reboot happened. Mm. Mm-hmm. Oh, I watched Before all that. that. It had been it had been years. Yeah. Um, the reboot's amazing. <laughs> well, I, I watched like the first episode. I remember being very excited about it coming on. I read about it. I was interested in Project mm-hmm. Blue Book and aliens and stuff at the yeah. time. And I thought, oh, this is going to be great. And then it came on, and I was completely bored to tears with the first two episodes I saw. And then, yeah, so I put it down and never picked it up. So I've never, I've oh, ne- you never, you never watched the X Files. Never watched many, maybe one or two episodes. Oh. This is maybe the third episode I've seen of the X Files. I think I've seen them. I've seen basically all of them. I might have missed some in the the later, you know, Agent Reyes and well, yeah, Predator. I, I might have missed some of those episodes, but yeah. um, oh, I've, um, I've watched most of them in real time. Yeah, watched most of them in real time, and then. Uh, I binged them when Netflix used to mail the DVDs in the red envelopes. <laughs> yep. I yeah, I, I I never watched them ever in real time. I was scared of X-Files when I was a kid. I would watch I would watch Simpsons and Futurama when it came on after it. And then at nine o'clock, as soon as that X-Files music started, <laughs> I would run to my freaking room. Like I I said on the TV theme TV Good on episode, too. Like I was scared shitless of that music. Yeah. <laughs> and, I'll tell you this. My my wife said that there's two tv shows that have given her nightmares one of them is the uh, twilight zone episode with the the pig face yeah oh and, yeah and the other one is uh, x-files home oh wow oh. so luca does I, know this yeah, one. I, I told her i told her we're doing the x-files home and she said which one's that and i said the I said the one with the inbred family and the baby. She goes la 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 la. Bad imagines, bad imagines. <laughs> so needless to say, she won't be joining us then. Mm. No, 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 no. Oh, uh, I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, but once it came on Netflix, like when Netflix started streaming, that was one of the first shows they got was X Files, and I at that point I was old in my twenties. I was like, all right, time to finally watch yeah. X Files, and I watched the whole freaking series over like six, seven months, and I freaking fell in love with it. I became obsessed with David Duchovny, and like I just. I love I love X Files. It's one of the best shows ever. We well, you know no. 
what I didn't like about it, uh, the, you know, the first time when it first came on was they seemed to be almost humorless to me. They seemed to be kind of stiff and everything. And uh, I didn't, I just didn't yeah. think it was very engaging. The humor is always dry and subtle with them. Yeah. David Duchovny was always trying to be funny. And Gillian Anderson. Not always. She always had a good poker face, you know. Well, yeah. Very, and she would say stuff but that they were was FBI agents. That's why apparently, FBI agents kind of yeah. carry themselves. Yeah. And then, then, then too, the creator wanted her to uh, play the role um a la um uh whatchamacallit from friday no no um no clarice from sons of the lakes jodie foster's characterization of clarice yeah Yeah, i mean paul she's she's supposed to be the skeptic so she's gonna be super serious she's a religious super serious about everything woman and it isn't until like five episodes in that she finally starts uh, not like like i'd say like actually like three seasons because you can see it in this episode, but like three seasons in, she starts finally breaking down to his humor and accepting um, Mulder's sense of humor. And like, she, she finally starts to realize there's more out there that she can explain. So what is a season? Four, episode two. Four, episode two. So, yeah, I can definitely see going to season four, episode two, the characters have been developed and they are more... You know, have more of a sense of humor, and they're less stiff with each other. Is, You've got to remember that in the first episode, they're new partners, right? Yeah. So the you can see how they would have to feel each other out. Yeah, sure no. Duchovny doesn't end and up uh, in HR. Feel each other out. You got uh, Duchovny in a speedo, and you in wrong panties in that episode. No, that's Californication, right? Yeah. Oh, that's no. That's oh, first, that's the pilot of X Files. Oh, okay. okay. Oh, yeah. She, Probably was pissed off by that. I mean, she, yeah, well, it didn't happen again, really. And mm-hmm. she didn't. She didn't. She also, in the storyline, didn't want to. Be, she was looking for something right. new and exciting to bring her career up to, and she mm-hmm. was expected to be given this assignment. And he yeah. didn't want the help because he, all his partners in the past have always like let him down. So like he didn't. He didn't want the help because owner believed him. Yeah, right. They were. They didn't want to be together. She felt like it was more of a demotion than a promotion. She she felt like if she was his baby. She didn't know where she could go from there. She wanted to move up in the yeah. FBI. And she felt like they were moving her down, literally, in this case, to the basement. Exactly. Which, I good. mean... Yeah. The good thing about choosing this particular episode is it's a standalone you know, exactly. monster, monster of the week. It's, I was it just doesn't go- rely on all the lore. I was just going to say that, like... It's one of those famous Monsters of the Week episodes they did like every four or five episodes. Yeah, because if it would have been the episode before maybe or the one after, you'd have been lost. You're like, who's this? What's that got to do with anything? What's this plot twist? Who's who's the guy with the cigarettes? Yeah, We all know what Monster of the Week means here. But for those of us that are listening that that might not know exactly what that is, Mm -hmm. kind of flesh that out. Like, for instance, me, I'm not sure what you mean when you say Monster of the Week. It means Um, Monster Monster of the Week basically means that it's an episode that takes away from the main storyline. And it's just like, they did the same thing on supernatural too. They took a yeah. cue from X-Files and supernatural where it wasn't always about the main storyline of the season. It was just a, some monster they had to go kill. And <laughs> on, on, X, on X-Files, it was just some weird case they had to go solve that had nothing to do with aliens or the smoking right. man or the conspiracy in yeah. the government. Like it was just yeah. a one-off that anybody Scully, could watch. Scully's eggs or any of that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And, and I feel like in Supernatural, I needed that occasional coffee break. Exactly. I mean, everybody knows one of the best episodes of Supernatural is the one where 
Dean can talk to dogs and they sing an eye of the tiger at the end. Like that's one of the best episodes of Supernatural. Mm-hmm. But and it has nothing to do with storyline. It's just funny. I'll have, have to check that out one of these days. What I is... like um, I like the guy from Gilmore Girls. I I know he's the one that's not Dean in Sam Supernatural Sam. because he was Dean in the Gilmore Girls. Yeah. Right. Sam. Yeah, um, Supernatural. I really enjoyed the entire run of the series. Yeah. We were at a Godzilla convention. We went to Chicago for a Godzilla convention, and in the hotel we were staying at was a Supernatural convention. They were like, it was packed with fans of Supernatural, so I learned a little bit about it then. Oh, that's that, that's another episode of Supernatural that's great, actually, is they go to one of their own conventions in the episode, and there's yeah. all these people dressed as them, and it's freaking hilarious. <laughs> yeah. That is funny. And uh, what is it? Somebody tells Dean that he uh, he looks good, but he looks older than he should. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and it, it 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 throws him for a loop. Well, if you look up this episode online, mm-hmm. um, that comes up. Monster of the week. It's like yeah. okay. you know, it's, almost it's it's not the normal narrative that, that you've been working towards, you know, solving all these mysteries. Yeah. This is this is a one off. This is like an aside. Yeah. It's yeah. like they're going down the road, going down the road, step over. It's like they accidentally took an exit off <laughs> yeah. the highway because they just Got in the wrong lane. Some some shows are always monster of the week too. Right. Yeah, well, and it's funny because I actually just looked it up, and monster monster of the week episodes are about two thirds of all the episodes mm. of the so, X Files. Out of so out of one hundred and seventy one, two thirds of them are monster of the week episodes. Wow, so, huh. huh? That's interesting. I mean, I, I a was... lot of those probably have little bits and pieces of you know the lore going. Like, for instance, the blood bubbling up in the ball field. That might have been why they sent them. Well, well, no. They The kids called the sheriff, and the sheriff right. called called the FBI for assistance, and right. because he, he was a small town, he said, like, I love that. Like, like, the Mayberry references in that episode are freaking hilarious. Like, that yeah. was... I know. I love it. Well, you know, we didn't... Know. Like, they don't, they don't lock their doors. Sheriff Andy Taylor, Deputy Barney. We didn't really talk team. about this, Jeremy, but are, are, would you be prepared to do, like, a short synopsis of the episode, or... or... Oh, sure. I've seen this episode a bunch of times. Okay, that's usually how we begin. We kind of go th- over the episode, and then we kind of flesh it out. For now, and also, do you know why they never showed it again? Um, Well, just the theme of it. <laughs> I mean, okay. that's in the ni- in 96, I think it was, when this episode came out, 97? October like, 11th, 1996. Mm-hmm. I, I thought it was 96, yeah. I mean, America wasn't ready for stuff like this. Like, Hills Have Eyes. The original came out years ago, but everybody forgot about it. Like the 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 new one came out ten years later and got hugely popular, but no one was ready for storylines like this with this kind of like horror to it almost, and especially on TV. I mean, X Files was a Sunday night TV show that a lot of families tune into, like to watch every night, every Sunday on Fox. But so I mean, it's just, but uh, the basic basic synopsis for it is, uh, it starts off with you see these weird looking men going into a field in the middle of the rain to bury a baby you assume because it's the, they, you see first, them cut them you can see them cut them first you see a lady screaming and giving birth oh yeah i was gonna say you which, see them cutting out a bill of course the only reason you know it's a baby but so if if, well, if we do nitpicks later i've got a nitpick about the very beginning <laughs> all right well she's uh, not supposed to feel any pain but she's screaming her head off yeah. I, I, well I don't know. I think that pain thing might have don't limits. feel pain. No, no, never did. <laughs> but I mean, well, she, I mean, she. I don't know. She said they might. She might feel pain at, at that limit because I mean, 
Childbirth yeah. is beyond any pain imaginable, from what I've been told. So, yeah. well, there's the horror of the situation. Maybe watching it, watching yeah, it twice, kind of supposed to be God's punishment. So, you know, watching it twice in close proximity to each other, kind of, you know, that's that's why I noticed it. Yeah, I mean, it does seem to be a bit of a, you know, yeah, but, but God, I mean, maybe she just. I'm sorry, it I, I threw you way off track. <laughs> It's the way it's supposed to happen. Wormholes are a great thing, just, but just an inconsistency in the plot. That's all. But yeah, you you see them. You see a woman giving birth. You see an umbilical cord getting cut. And that's the only reason you know it's a baby is because of that. I mean, a woman could be screaming for a lot of reasons, but you see the umbilical cord. And that's how you know it's a baby. And then you see three figures go out into the rainy night and dig a hole, and then it cuts to the freaking uh, show intro. And next thing you know, there's kids playing baseball out in the field, and. One of them starts step rubbing his foot one in the them, dirt by home one plate. Throws, they, they throw down home plate, yeah. And blood starts oozing up, so the sheriff gets called to come see what what's going on, and that's when F, that's when Agent Smolder's Chloe get called in because the FBI sent somebody, and it's weird that a baby is buried just in a field, especially in the nineties. I mean, it's yeah. not something in the nineties you expect to see. But the kids even say, like, after the ball goes over the fence at that point, like, that it went to the Peacock's yard. We don't go near the there. Peacock's property, yeah. It's like the Sandlot almost, where it's like, oh, it went over the fence. Leave it. Leave it. Yeah. But I thought of that, too, the mm-hmm. Sandlot. Over yeah. There. yeah. Yeah, and that's another little small town sweet reference as as well. You know, you, all, all small towns have that, uh, you know, that property nobody nobody messes with. Yeah, exactly. I mean... Uh, I mean, I grew up in the suburbs. I can't say we had that, but actually, oh no, we did. We did. There was one property where the guy wasn't all there in the head, and mm-hmm. our parents all told us to stay away from him. But yeah, so I guess there was. I said I always forget about him. But yeah, so Mulder and Scully come out. They look at the field. Mulder immediately spots the three men and that at the Peacock House, looking at them, staring them down, and. He immediately assumes that they have something to do with it because that's the way Mulder is. He just picks up on everything. And from that point, they just go and exude, they uh, look at the body the body of the baby and they notice all the deformities. Scully, of course, rushes to get a DNA test done to see what's going on. And the sheriff, the sheriff they talked to the whole time implies that this is a small town and that I don't want it to change. Like, there's never any. He's, I don't even carry a gun. Like that line right there. I don't even carry a gun. Like, like what kind of shit? Andy Taylor, right? Yep. He carried a gun, but he didn't carry. He he put carried the bullet in his pocket. No, that was Barney. Andy did not carry a gun. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Barney carried a bullet and a gun, but they were separate. Got it. And he only had one bullet. <laughs> and I mean, that's the whole thing. It's like because Mulder. Is right away like so. What's with those guys over there? And they're like, oh, that's the Peacock family. They've been there since they built that farm during the Civil War, and they have no electricity, no running water, nothing. Like they have no, they have no common utilities that people have in the nineties. And it, which I can't imagine them like that. Honestly, that'd be sad. Yeah, but, me neither. They, they breed their own. They breed their own stock. If you take my meaning. Yeah, <laughs> I, I love that line. <laughs> but <laughs> it's just. And like the fact that he alludes that the mother and father of the family died in a car crash and they never found the bodies, like, or that they they couldn't they yeah. presume they're dead because the the boys came and took the bodies and went away with them, like they never could find. And it's yeah, been ten years. They buried them on their own property, which isn't illegal in most of the United States. 
Uh, I mean, it's been illegal as far as I know since I was a kid in New York mm. and Massachusetts, but. Right, right. Yeah, but you don't live down in the South. <laughs> no, which <laughs> which we'll get uh, we'll get to more of my favorite lines a little bit later about that about the South. But <laughs> but I mean, yeah, so they they after they look at the baby, they like I love I love how Scully Strip asked, like, are there any women that are pregnant in town that are like are, are not pregnant all of a sudden? Suddenly not. Yeah. <laughs> And the sheriff's like, nope, I went and checked them both of them this morning. They're still pregnant as could be. Like, it's just like, you know, all the pregnant women in town. That's kind of, that's how small Tavis is. Yeah. But I mean, and from there, basically, they, it just leads, it leads to that night when they go to the hotel and, and the next, and then that, that night's when, uh, oh yeah, don't, oh yeah, score. Molly and Skull to go in the house, don't they, before that? And they actually like look around and but they don't see anybody or anything. They just see how dirty it is. And no, they find the they find the bloody scissors on the floor. They true, yeah. They, the table. Weren't they on the table? That gives them cause to go into the house. Yeah. Yeah. And they're and I I mean, you would think you would think the bloody pig head on the front steps would give you cause to go in the house. I'm just saying, but yeah. right. that's just a dead but, pig though. There was the scissors and uh, I think there was a knife in the floor. Okay, the knife was thrown down. And uh, might have been one other piece of evidence. That yeah, they gra- they grabbed a couple things, but I mean, and then the whole time they're in the house, like it keeps flashing back and forth between like these eyes that are looking out, like to see if, she- and you don't know whose eyes they are just yet. From but- under the floor. Yeah. Well, I don't know what's under the floor. I think it's no, under-, was- under the bed. Yeah, under it was under. Bed. It was, but under the floor, under the bed. Uh, was she under right? the floorboards too? I, don't I think know. so. I think. I don't- so. No, that was the impression I got. Sweet, I don't think so. Okay. Yeah. How could you see the eyes under the bed? Because the mattress wasn't put. The mattress wasn't exactly lined up with the bed. Like there's, you oh, can see okay. between. You okay. can see between the gaps of like the frame. Yes. Right. But but Mulder and Scully also do say like they think there's a woman somewhere in the house, and that's where the baby came from. And they think like Scully instantly assumes it's a woman that was taken captive and yeah. just just being raped over Oregon or whatever you have it. Yeah, and the whole time when they find her, they're like, "Oh, we're he- we're here to save you. <laughs> we'll get you out of here." Mm-hmm. But before that this point, is my home. <laughs> I know. I love that. It's creepy as hell. But that but that night, uh, the bro- because the brothers know that someone was in their house, they go to the sheriff's house and they basically. Which I love the song playing on the car stereo the whole way to the house and while the whole yeah. crime is being committed, like it's just a I, classic song. I want to I want to point out that it's it's kind of a spoiler from uh, my character bio, but uh, Sheriff Andy Taylor in this looks a lot like Johnny Mathis, and it's a Johnny Mathis song, "Wonderful, Wonderful," that's playing as they uh, as they drive there and bludgeon him to death. <laughs> Feels a thrill beyond compare And your lips cling to this wonderful, wonderful Oh, so wonderful I mean, they go full caveman on him. They just... Yeah. I mean... And his wife. But that's that's, that's actually a nitpick thing I had, because he's like, I'm going to get the gun. But he grabs a freaking bat. Like, come you know, on. Yeah. He, he couldn't get to it in time, and he keeps it locked in that box. I guess he was cut yeah. off from the gun by the when he when he looked out the window the the doors were already open and nobody was in the car they were already in the house with the door unlocked I right. guess he but... didn't have he didn't have time to unlock that gun but I see gone there to kill him right? and plus the there's foreshadowing too because before they go in the house when his wife shuts the door they zoom in on the lock and the door like oh she didn't yeah. lock it like because that no one locks their doors in this town. It's, May- it's Mayberry it's yeah. right. 
But I mean, it just like yeah, he gets beaten to death, and just his wife, and then they they hear his and then, wife. And then the the deputy's just shaking the next morning with a cigarette on the stoop as as Mulder and Scully arrive. Yeah, exactly. I mean, let's, let's and, interject one thing. I'm sorry, Jeremy. I know it's tough to get through these things uninterrupted, but uh. Uh, I mean, we got one dead cop right now. Not only that, it's a sheriff and his wife, and yet, and yet, you know, there's yeah. not like no reporters. <laughs> Where's the there's not, you know, the police aren't, you know, big police presence isn't there. So that's yeah, noticeable. You got, you got Deputy Barney loading up his loading up his weapons. Yeah, so they're not going to get killed by some antique. He's, he's worried another, about a musket. That's another plot point. Barney enters the house by himself, which is completely against police procedure. Right. You have to have at least two, one to go left, one to go right. But again, we're nitpicking because, yeah. you know, to do that, mm-hmm. that would be a different program altogether. That would be more like CSI or something yeah. like that than X-Files. So. And I mean, Mulder and Scully never really followed any like cop rules in any of the episodes usually. Yeah. I mean. And it's 25, 30 years ago. too. Yeah, exactly. I mean, back then, they, I mean. In a small town, they don't know what to ex- they know what to expect. I mean, especially this that they end up finding. Yeah. But yeah, but Scully's Scully's in the backyard looking through the house with binoculars and sees the booby trap right before uh, Barney opens the door. Pastor opens the door, and um, yeah, the booby trap uh, blade Act- comes and decapitates him. Yep, axe to the head, and then they they literally beat him after that too. Like you just like see them like be Scully's looking through, and she sees like something go whoosh, on yeah. his head. But it's yeah, if, if that wasn't enough, yeah, they they beat what was left of the body with, with clubs right. or something. Right. Now we have two cops that are there, but just, yep, and, and of course the reaction yeah. is for two, the two FBI. Cops that are Let's go two in the back of them to enter the house. Oh yeah, they had to let they had to let the pigs escape. She quoted Babe. Yep. But, and the, the, I still love the fact to go back. Oh, no, Ram, you, or whatever. <laughs> oh, I didn't, I didn't even catch this where she was like referencing, like, I just, yeah. but, um, but to go back, I love the fact that they actually have to like siphon gasoline out of a barrel to put in the car before they can go to the sheriff's house. Like, that's just like disgusting. Like, that is disgusting. Anytime I never got- I see somebody sucking on a hose of gasoline. I always get skeeved out. Yeah, yeah. Well, and, and my father had to do that from one car to another. Um, mm-hmm. Our cars, not someone else's. Um, and um, it it's still gasoline. Yeah, right. Well, he ended up in the hospital. Right. It yeah. didn't end up like he accidentally roof. got it in. It got Swallowed into some. his system. Yeah, can't. The trick is not to swallow for sure. I'm not Definitely. sure if he swallowed or if it just got to him. Uh, but he ended up hospitalized for like a couple days. It's not even about it's not even about like the swallowing. It just it burns the crap out of your mouth too. Like yeah. it's just it's not meant to be in a human body. Like it's yeah, just right. not. But and it'd be like, but even, but when they say later on they don't feel pain, that kind of makes sense because they they get the taste probably, but they just like oh. But the fact that and the fact that when is it is it right before that? Maybe maybe the fact that she's two generations above them. Yeah, she's got less of the. Well, no, she said don't feel pain. She was, <laughs> well, yeah, I she's mean, the one I, that said she didn't feel pain so yeah plus i mean the fact that they go they like they look at the dna results and the d if you ever seen dna results before which I'm, i was a biology major so i saw like different examples of them all the time and mm-hmm. those are some messed up looking dna results to begin with they're so off like that's yeah, a lot like they, a all, lot of they all split into into triplicate yeah or whatever I think that's she. She 
theorized that either Mul- her, she or Mulder, I guess Mulder's theory was that they're all three the father and that she had adapted to uh, enable that, you know. Yeah. Her ovum. Adapt- mutated. Mutate is the word I guess I'm looking for too. Didn't she say that they had Meckel Gruber syndrome? Meckel Gruber syndrome or something? I mean, she was able to make a really uh, complicated scientific uh, finding yeah. out of the DNA results. You know, she determined, I mean, it, I read I something say it. without, without something. looking in a book. Yeah. yeah I mean, she's mm-hmm. extremely uh, well versed in science, you know. For, oh, I mean, it's going, yeah, that's, that's, going that's, that's, that's her character, that's her shtick. Yeah. I mean, it's like it's, it's like bones rolling bones. The, yeah, the professor. Of yeah, Logan's Island. He you never know, you know everything except how to build a boat. <laughs> exactly, but I mean, and wasn't it? Is it before they go beat the sheriff that, um, or after that? Like, it seemed like there was a kind of like almost a scene where they just got done with the mother once more. Because like the one, the one's brother's like, That's... Oh, "Hold on, I'm hungry," and like he rips a piece off the loaf of bread and everything. Oh, that was he, that was disgusting. Yeah, that was. Uh, I don't know if it was before or after the sheriff. It was right before I... or right after? Yeah, yeah. I'm not 100 percent sure if that wasn't just a um, a check because the mother was looking at them naked to make sure they didn't have any oh. wounds because if you don't feel pain, wounds oh, can she's... particularly she you look. You look fine. Yeah, right. <laughs> so I'm not sure if that was a wound check or a, you know. I'm going to nominate this for worst foreplay ever. The guy, the guy grabs. A, <laughs> she says, "She says I'm hungry." He grabs a chunk of bread, chews it up, and wretches it, it in into her wretches. You hear? Bleh, bleh, bleh. Yeah. Uh, okay, I'm ready. And then oh. they take off their pants, and she goes, "Oh, you look fine." Oh my god. <laughs> You know, I thought that was a uh, an injury check, but yeah, no. now you just have me skeeved to the to the max. Then he climb out of trouble. Yeah, there. you're not getting any for a week now. Thanks, Sarah. Sorry, Thanks. Phil. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, he climbed out. You see the car moving up and down, and then yeah, he yeah. climbs out of the trunk the and starts driving. Yeah. yeah oh. Yeah, I got trying again. Yeah, when we, when we get to that part, I'll give you a little something extra about that scene. I learned later on in life, but <laughs> but um, yeah. So basically, Mulder and Scully get in the freaking house finally after Deputy gets his head chopped off, and yeah, they um they triggered it, they they used the two by four to trigger the back door booby trap. It was like a spear goes through it, which I respect a good booby trap. I have to, but yeah, it's had three but, of them. Yeah, I mean. it's Brilliant, but you have to remember you can't can't ever get drunk and forget where they are, otherwise you're screwed. But yeah. <laughs> I think he um, Scully ducked down. He he leaped a, or tripped over and just fell right into the trip wire. Oh, yeah, that, that, that was a that was a full like staking through the chest. That one you're not coming that back from that. Yeah. But I mean the fact the fact though that like Scully's in there the whole time when the pigs are loose, and like when she pulls the mother off from underneath the bed, that's when the whole story comes together. It's just like oh my yeah. god, like and. Yeah. Whoever with the makeup artist for this episode did a damn good job because yeah. all, all three of them plus the mother looked so disfigured and grotesque. It was just, and yet, real. There was a realism to it. Those yeah. type of monsters. You, when you're a kid, you see those in your nightmare. You see you people. Feel, yeah. You feel a little sympathetic toward them a little at the beginning, anyway. When the guy's like wailing miserably when they're burying the baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, I mean, the baby was crying too. 
So we do that find was out. Where I, I heard that's my, other, that's my other nit, nitpick is the baby stopped crying before they put it in the ground. And then she said that it that, that it was still alive because it was re- so I don't know, maybe it just happened right. to stop crying. It, yeah, it was still alive, but I mean as disfigured as that baby was when they looked at it in the sheriff's bathroom, let alone because they don't have a lab even. Like they, in the right. sheriff's in the sheriff's bathroom when I looked at it, he like pulled it out of the refrigerator and took it. To I the know bathroom. on a freaking lunch tray. It's like, oh come on. But well, since and, we keep forward to sick game here, now we know the person under the bed is the mother, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, and dismembered limbs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If the trigger warning wasn't enough, we'll, we we'll spoil it for you. Well, we know oh. what the backstory is of her uh, deformity, you know, her her issues. Uh, mm-hmm. There had been a car wreck, and her mm-hmm. husband was killed in the car wreck, and she was rendered uh, uh, paraplegic. Uh, yeah. Well, she had some limbs. Her, her legs were kind of cut off. I think her legs were cut off in the accident. Yeah, and she, she straight up said, like, my right arm was severed across my husband's lap. Like, right, right, right. <clears throat> Right, she woke up and saw her right arm in his husband in her dead husband's lap. But that's one of my favorite lines right there in that scene. During mm-hmm. the war, during the war of northern aggression. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, anytime someone, anytime someone refers to the civil war as the war of northern aggression, you're like, okay, there's, there's I know trouble. where you're from. Kind of know where they stand at, yeah. at that point. Yeah. 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 We 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 got you. You're the bad guy. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just, I mean. Mm-hmm. When, they, when they, like the first time I saw this episode, and I saw like all of a sudden they pulled the mother off from underneath the bed. And it's just like I literally almost fell backwards in my chair. I'm like, what the fuck is that? Yeah. Like that's like oh, and I was in my twenties at that point. I like it was just like a shock. It wasn't even like a scare. It was like a shock. Like what the hell? I wasn't expecting this. Right. Yep. And at that point, we still think it's a kidnap victim. Right. Right. Scully's like, Alex oh, we're going to save it. you. You know, we're going to get you out of here. Scully did. And, uh, and and she's not having it. She's like, these these are my kids. You know, Mulder was saying that stuff, and then that Scully finally figured it out. She said, "No, Mulder, she's she's the mother." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and like I mean, I I yeah, because then Mulder said at one point, like, "We're gonna get you out of here." The old the oldest <laughs> son was the father. The, the oldest son was father to the two younger sons. Right, yeah. right, right. Which, which, if you do the math, when they when the sheriff says the ages of them all, like giving out the. Arrest warrants. He, he would have been 12. Yeah, 12 or 14, something like that. Yeah, so? I mean, that's just saying. I think the youngest father in the country right now is like nine. Well, that I would have been all age if the South had won the war of northern aggression. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, in Kentucky, my great-grandmother, the minute you got your period, you were marriageable. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I that's... Think, uh, that's the way it was. Wasn't that a Springfield versus Shelbyville thing? That one of them split off to form their own town so they could marry their cousins. Oh, I. Yeah, I think I you're right. Heard that, but yeah, could be. I think you're right about that one. Aaron, Simpsons but... lore. My uncle married his cousin, second cousin, but still. Einstein did too. Oh. So this this story's not like ripped from the headlines. This is not uh, NCIS. Yeah. This is we're not... gonna we're gonna hope not. Yeah. Yeah. But, but oh. it's, it's building. I mean, it's really creepy. I mean, it's like a it's like a death metal uh, concert <laughs> or something. I mean, it's really yeah. diabolical. You know, it's, it, if you're a yeah. horror fan, as grotesque as it is, it's pretty good. It's it's pretty yeah. uh, 
It's not super horror. It it's sets, got enough of the X-Files aesthetic to keep it in the series. If you can set but it, aside it's almost cult. a horror movie. I don't know. How are you with, with uh, gore-covered dead babies, the deformities? Yeah. I mean, once you've seen Rob Zombie's trilogy, everything else is just doesn't matter. It's <laughs> well wooded at one point, but they were censored. I'm going to I'm going to not desensitize myself to that level then, I guess. Right. No. I mean, no. I mean, and no, me I mean, too. this is nothing compared to like the level of Saw or like oh, Hostel. Yeah, movies. so I won't yeah. watch those. Oh, I, I love Hostel. I just won't. <laughs> but the, I mean, we should say that even those movies, though, did not include uh, a newborn or, or mm -hmm. did, I mean, I don't know. I haven't seen Maybe them. they did. I didn't see them. Yeah. I mean, no, they, but they weren't about they torturing weren't, adults. They didn't happen in the middle of a popular primetime TV show. Yeah, exactly. Which is That's why I was they were as as a one off buried, monster of the week. A baby buried alive is pretty pretty major. I mean, but that's that's not even the reason I got taken off the air. I don't think I believe it was the all the whole like inbreeding storyline that got yeah. taken off the air because of that. But well, and, I mean, and why didn't they bury the baby on their own property? <clears throat> that's what gets me. They got all that property right there. Why yeah. they go like thirty feet over their own? Oh. Set? Full of dead babies. Their property's already full of dead babies. Oh, right. Okay. Probably right. They, they filled it, it up and had to start on the. They had to start on the sandlot. Slit its throat before you bury you it alive. What? Now you're scaring me. You can't you can't feed your deformed <laughs> baby to the pig? Stuff like you've thought through this through. So. <laughs> I <laughs> mean, it, the first time I saw this, I thought the pigs were going to be a factor in eating one of the mm. one of the peacocks, but that didn't happen. Right. Oh. I mean, I'm pretty sure they threw. Uh, I'm pretty sure they were going to throw the deputy's body into the pigs, but they probably threw their dad's body to the pigs. But maybe yeah, the, the deputy they wouldn't bother. The DNA bad. problems. So wouldn't that require a, a degree of intelligence that most of these uh, mutants didn't really possess? Okay, well, the father, the the oldest son, he was able to drive a car. He at least had some intelligence. He was like the ringleader of the boys, right. but the mom directed them. Well, even the booby traps and stuff requires a degree yeah. of meticulous thinking that these like, guys didn't really. Mom, yeah, so like I, I mean, pointed out that each one's the the dad's a, a genetic level above the boys, and then the mom's least. a genetic level above the dad. I mean, right. whatever our level is in this case. I mean, but when you look at the old pictures, though, too, like it looks like the dad was his figure, too, to some degree. Yeah, they all are. Yeah. They all are. Another had a little bit of a disfigurement, just a little. The impression yeah. I got is not only was that house from the Civil War, the family had lived there since this. So. Yeah, that's what. Oh yeah, that's, that's what, what he said. said. Yeah, that's that's what Sheriff said. said. Yeah. Yeah. And they and they breed their own stock if you take his meaning. Mm -hmm. But I mean, the freaking. But they, but they believed there were no women living in the house. Right. Yeah. But at the end, which I mean, that right there would be creepy enough. But because that, I mean, and you could tell because that house is disgustingly dirty. It flies everywhere, garbage everywhere. Like it's newspaper. Yeah. I love when all the pictures with, with Elvis dead at 42 and he's like, yeah. Scully, oh no. <laughs> like it's just classic. Humor. I got, I, I did quick math after that and realized Elvis has been dead for longer than he was alive now. Oh yeah! Wow. Mm -hmm. yep. Time passes. That'll make you think. Yeah. But where are we at in the story? So we. Oh, and I, I want to say another issue on police procedural. They have a house with no women, with these creepy guys. The sheriff is assuming this dead baby has something to do with the creepy guys. 
and there isn't a a, a police alert that yeah. the, to look for missing women. We, we got to get past the police alert. Who says missing women? Please. We got to get past the police alert and the backup because uh, we know they didn't have suspend to. disbelief well, there. But yeah, it's a good point. But yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. it's a small town, and also he kept saying like he didn't want he didn't want anything to do with investigating the peacocks because he didn't want to like best best left alone. Like leave he them alone. He didn't want the town put under a microscope and having right. the media come in. But I mean, the but the story though after they freaking leave the house finally and both brothers are dead, but the then they realize the one brother escaped with the mom. And and, like, and a car, <laughs> like yeah, like you said, and, the, and that final scene. That's a great the, car. Yeah, it is a nice car, but in that final scene, you see the car going up and down, and you see him climb out of the trunk. <laughs> and the funny thing is, they are starting a new. And like I think you hear her, you even heard you even hear her say, like, yeah. Yeah. Home. I'm like I I I took notes of every time they said the word home, and yeah, I'm gonna I'll read them in a little while, and yeah, <laughs> you'll hear you'll hear her little speech from the trunk, but. It's funny because I re I started collecting when they started re release started releasing new ones again and like when the reboot came out in like 2016 they started mm-hmm. releasing X Files comic books again uh-huh. and there and w- there was a three or four issue run in storyline in one of the comics that was home because the Peacocks I, I read that yeah they had a sequel in the comics 20 years later they had a full family of like 10 or 15 and they were thinking about putting us putting them in another show. Millennium. Millennium. Another one that uh, Wong and um, the other writer who came back. This was the first episode they came back. Uh, writers Morgan and Wong also worked on Millennium years later and wanted to resurrect the Peacocks in Millennium, but it, I don't. I guess it never made the it. Net, the network shot it down. They said you're not. You're not doing that. Shit. Yeah, we saw that. We saw that in 1990. We saw what you did. <laughs> we know where you're going with this. Yeah, put that back in the trunk. You know, <laughs> put that back in the trunk. Let it drive away and fuck it. <laughs> that actually was a that actually was a great that, that was a great thing they actually did though. With um, that's a great thing they did with all these storylines, like the best ones from the series. They brought them all back in the comic books. The, oh yeah, the white. Well, sure, of course they would. I mean, why not? Why would I mean, home the white the white if uh, creature from the black lagoon looking things that lived in the sores in the one episode. Like they brought them back. Mm-hmm. Like. They bring like all the ones you you always thought they ended up so like are they really dead or no and like they they brought them all back it's great yeah it looked like a tapeworm yeah that, that's what I'm talking about yeah yeah <laughs> but the reboot was good because there were actually the reboot had a monster of the week episode where it was a guy who was a monster like a legit monster but on a full moon he would turn human oh wow and he hated turning human he hurt he hated when he turned human like he liked sure. being a monster. Well, that's the great thing about comics, though, right? You don't have to hire actors. You can, you can let your imagination, you know, run away with you. You make these uh, connections with uh, obscure characters that only people that are, you know, immersed yeah. in the. Did you yeah. did you read the further adventures of the peacocks in the comics? What happened to them? Do you know? Uh, I believe Mulder and Scully had to go uh, investigate them again, but mm-hmm. it's, I mean. Uh, I I forget exactly what happened because it's it's been a long time since I actually read those comics. Like it, yeah. that was one of the first storylines they did in the comics. So they, they wanted to do it. They really yeah. wanted to do it. But uh, I forget what happened exactly. But oh, well, but not that important. Yeah, I mean, it was. It's. I was happy they brought him back though because it was a really interesting storyline. Yeah. Well, let's talk a little, just a little bit before we get to our bios. Thanks for the recap, Jeremy. That was excellent. Um, 
Thank you. Especially since um, we kept uh, interrupting you. Let's, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You really bobbed yeah. and weaved there as we kept throwing stuff in the middle of the road. Yeah. But um, So let's talk a little bit about the controversy. From what I've been able to discern, it's not like there were fans of the show that were outraged and people that were like trying to, you know, villagers uh, going after the the executives of the show or anything like that. Most of the consternation came from Fox, right? I mean, they're, they're the ones that really didn't want to be, it seems to me, I mean, I don't know, it's been a long to time. To be associated with that episode? Well, I'm sure if there were some, there may have been some Christian groups that saw that, and, you know, Wait, conservative so? groups may have bristled mm-hmm. at that. But uh, I, th- I just think it's interesting that, uh, you know, now that it's out there on Netflix and other streaming services that it's mm-hmm. you know nobody's censoring it now well mm-hmm. fun, actually that's the funny thing is it was the first episode of the x-files and only the one of two to ever have to be broadcast with a tvma warning and a viewer discretion warning in front of it but in 97 fx ran an all-day marathon of the most popular x-files episodes and home was the number one choice yeah they also in 99 rebroadcasted as a halloween special it says and IMDb trivia. I heard that they muted the baby. I don't know. I can't remember when I listened to or watched it the other day. I can't remember if they muted the baby in the episode, you know, the version I saw. But Fox did uh, did not want to hear the baby screaming at the beginning of the episode. Uh, they thought that it was, was it was screaming in Hulu. I guess. On Hulu. Yeah, we watched it on Hulu. But in, in and it was screaming. That yeah. baby was crying all the way to the, you know. I wish to the be, cemetery, at least. I wish they could be more specific, but they, yeah, at some point mm-hmm. they did try to uh, mute that. And I'm so, guessing that it was they, not. They muted the last. Life. They they made it stop crying right before they put it in the ground. Mm-hmm. If, if was it because they put the cloth? Maybe they put some cloth over its face. Couldn't tell. Yeah, I, I couldn't tell either. So why is it so popular? I mean, that show was on for so long. It did a reboot and all that stuff. Is it because is it the mystique of putting the uh, disclaimer on it that, that attracted people to it? No, I think it's just a people, good episode. It's well done. I mean, there's a bunch of other ma- magazines as well where they say like home is in the top three or top two of the Monster of the Week episodes through the whole series because it's just and it's been voted like you said, oh, like the best, yeah. the, the best hall. The, the best Halloween episode as well. Like it's been more like the best Halloween episode because it's just got it. Eight point eight out of ten on IMDb. Well, I mean they they they, they they pulled no punches. That's what a lot of their critics says. They pulled no punches, yeah. and yeah. if it was it was aired ten years later, it would have been taken off. I mean, hell, Family Guy got canceled in two thousand two for doing an episode about this for doing an episode where they go down south and a eight year old girl saying, "My daughter would absolutely love you." Like. <laughs> Like that's why Family Guy got taken off the air the first time. Like, but because X Files was in the '90s, they didn't get taken off the air for that. Right. Well, yeah, David Duchovny did say that this was his favorite episode of the X Files. Now that may have just been something somebody grabbed him at a board show or something. You know, I don't know if that if he would answer the same way today, but he said that was his favorite episode. Um. So it's it's interesting. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. it is grotesque. It was kind of a hard watch. Some of the stuff was really kind of you know gnarly. Yeah. um, Well, and I think one of the things that tempered it, but also made it even more horrifying was the juxtaposition of Mayberry at the In the Eyes Have Hills. Yeah. You know, the marrying of those two. It was it was almost seamless in a way that that the Sheriff Andy Taylor in this 
was holding on so hard to his small town. small town. Everything's wonderful. We don't lock our doors. Yeah, Ideals that he ignored. Denial. Yeah. Yeah. He ignored the serial killer in the room. Yeah. That's a good point. Mm-hmm. I, th- I thought the Andy Taylor thing, I thought it, it had more, me- more like a, uh, plot yeah meaning like yeah it was going to be some sort of yeah. time travel or some kind of something at first no. until it turned out that barney's last name wasn't fife but then it i realized Pastor. it was just kind of a, a coincidence but but you bring up it's a not. good point it's not a coincidence no it's kind of they did it in such a way that it didn't come off as a, a really gimmicky it's helping to develop i mean it could have been gimmicky and i mean it, yeah i, I kind of agree with that I mean, but it's funny because in the book X Files Confidential, where like, I was like one of those inside, one of many insider books written about the series, mm-hmm. and they called they they called the murder of Sheriff Taylor and his wife the most chilling moment in the series run, highlighted by the use of the of that pop song that just made yeah. it perfect. I mean, it, I mean, wonderful, it's wonderful. That's something they do nowadays a lot more in like horror shows, like they right. like have like some like in Stranger Things how they brought back like that running uphill song like while like they're trying to escape hell basically but it's just like it kind of set a a president for today like they have to do this type of stuff like to make it memorable yeah the irony of like an innocent sounding song juxtaposed against uh, some kind of grisly um, activity yeah yeah kind of kind of reservoir dogs too when he cuts off the ear what was that song that was playing stuck in the middle with you Stuck it, yeah. Steal it, steal oh, it. Yeah. Real stuck yeah, it. Hey, hey, and wasn't that like playing on a record player or a recorder? Radio. Okay, radio. Oh, it's just the radio. I can't, I can't hear that song without thinking of the scene. Right, because the guy's dancing around. He's, I mean, he's enjoyed his work so much. It's really sadistic. Yeah, it's terrible. Yeah, but, uh, but I think that's part of the intimidation. Well, that's yeah. That's showing yeah. how gangster he is. I mean, he's right. Crazy. Well, well, but it's, he's trying to get this guy to give him this information. Same same effect of this, yeah. Right. In, in the X Files with the with that song going on. And yes. Like, right. Mm-hmm. Well, so why don't we do our bios? Um, let, me run, let me run down those home. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Good. Good point. The first one was uh, the kids say, you already made us move home plate. Mm-hmm. Number two, uh, Mulder said when they were kids, the only thing they had to worry about was being home for dinner. Yeah. By dark. And if I had to settle down, build a home, it would be a place like this. That's three. And then the sheriff, population of home is only a few hundred. Four. Mm-hmm. We tried to administer medical attention, but the boys hauled the bodies away and took them home. Five. Mm-hmm. Look, this town is my home. Six. Horrible things that go on outside my home is seven. My hometown would change forever is eight. Um, then Scully to Mulder. You still planning on making a home here? No, not if I can't get the Knicks game. That's nine. <laughs> Ten, uh, they haven't ventured too far from home. Let them know this is our home. But this is the way it's going to stay. Eleven. Um, we're going to make sure that you get home. 
Mulder, she already is home. That's 12 and 13. Mm-hmm. Um, 14, this is our home. Why leave it? Um, 15, <laughs> she's in the trunk. She's in the trunk. A new home and a brand new home. So 16 <laughs> that I count. Wow. Very nice. You and your list, Aaron. Yeah. <laughs> the list. Yeah. Aaron site. is our detail man, that's for sure. Oh God, the the CD, the one CD I brought when he was on our show, he just he had every <laughs> he had every um what's it, sound bite in my in my CD found out. Like, um, it, it was just classic. Like it was. There's there's there a lot of samples. That was wild. Samples, yeah, that's what I mean. Samples, not sound bites. But well, yeah, that's, that's the reason we signed him to a long term deal here. Yeah. <laughs> so you can't million, you. right? <laughs> Do what? Twenty million with an opt out after uh, after six years. No, after death or yeah. six years, whichever comes first. I mean, I don't, I don't know. Scott, Scott Boris, Scott Boris said uh, death wasn't on the table when we were negotiating the contract. Well, I had my <laughs> lawyer do it. I, I don't know what you guys came up with. I'm just glad you're here. So, um, <laughs> thank you, thanks. So let's let's go ahead and do yeah. the bios. And since Jeremy's our guest, let him go first. Um, are we going to time it, Aaron? Five minutes. You want to do five? Do you want me to shift? Do you want me to share the screen? Three, three, I don't think I have five minutes. The reason we do this, uh, Jeremy, is because like I did Rose McGowan last time when we did our Charmed episode, and I went on for like 13 minutes. So we had everything wrapped up, <laughs> and all of a sudden... In case you're wondering if he has a thing for Rose McGowan. Yeah. No, I, I would do that with any subject. I would I, do that. I listen yeah. to podcasts. I yeah. listen Phil, to- Phil writes it to, for, for writing and not for reading. Yeah. Mm, probably. I, I, I can go I mean, for McGowan. Not McGowan for reading aloud. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, Jeremy. What's say? Tune in. I, he he I, could I, go I, for Rose McGowan. Rose McGowan's cute as hell. I was going to yeah. say, tune in for for Phil to go 13 minutes on it. Yeah, I did. I I, I broke her down. I listened yeah. to an interview she, she broke her down. with some British podcaster. She talked about about the Me Too movement, Harvey Weinstein, and. Uh, just yeah, there's a lot of, of there's a lot of meat on the Rose McGowan bone, actually. When you yeah. Marilyn, Marilyn Manson in there. Yeah, yeah Marilyn Manson. She talked about him and all this shit. That, uh, that, uh, uh, I think it was it the VMAs or the Grammys where she wore that, uh, chain dress. All right. Well, we're down to path. We're already two minutes into Rose McGowan. So let's, let's go ahead and move on to, uh, David McCovney. McCovney. Yeah. But, yeah. All right. Well, I mean, David McCovney, born in 1960. He, Started off in small roles, like in one of my favorite movies, uh, Don't Tell Mom Babysitter's Dead. That was one of his first movies. I love that movie. And I love his role in that movie, actually. And I I didn't realize it was him until I watched X-Files. I went back and watched that movie again. I was like, oh my God, that is David Duchovny. Like, I never, I never realized who he was at that point. But yeah, and I, he, he's been random movies since then. But X-Files was his big, big break. 171 episodes, 191 episodes of it between the two times it was on. He, he was on the Red Shoe Diaries before for five years over that, but I, Red Shoe Diaries I never watched, no idea what that is even. I think it's, I want to say it's like a, a hooker show, I think on HBO, if I'm not mistaken, but I'm not positive on that. Could be wrong. But after X, after claiming much fame in X-Files and being in the two X-Files films, he went to join another amazing show called Californication. Where literally in the first episode, he is he, he's a writer who's having sex with a young girl in the first episode and gets punched in the face. That's how the show opens. Like, it's one of the funniest show openings ever. And it ended up being one of the best shows that Showtime ever did. 
because I, I love Californication. And after that, he actually went on to star in another favorite show of mine, Aquarius, where he plays another cop, but he's trying to hunt Charles Manson. I remember which, that. That was a damn good show back in 2015-16. Uh, they only did two seasons of it, but he played a really good role in that show. And it was a really interesting take on Charlie Manson, too. Like, I don't have anything to do with Charlie Manson, and that was a very interesting take on him. Plus, the actor who played him was really good. And, of course, he came back to X-Files again, too, in 2015 or 16. Was it 2015 or 2016 he came back? Oh, yeah, 2016, he came back to X-Files again for two more seasons of it. And which led to some funnier, led to a okay reboot. I mean, I'm not gonna say, I'm not gonna lie and say the reboot was incredible because it just, it was weird. It was like about their baby and like their baby's getting older and it's showing all these alien abilities and whatnot, all these weird things keep happening to it. But of course, they had some good Monster of the Week episodes in there as well. But I just don't think X Files to really hold up today with like modern police procedurals because they don't, they never follow those rules as we used to point out the whole episode. <laughs> So, <laughs> but I mean, the simple, the simple fact that Duchovny played this perfect role of Mulder for years and years, and I mean, they even had him on Simpsons in the episode playing his role, same as Gillian Anderson, so. That was a good one. I, that was actually my first exposure to X-Files was on Simpsons. Oh, wow. that, was a, that was the first time I saw the characters, actually, and heard mm -hmm. them talk, but. And I remember that episode always too, because I, I remember the music in that episode, but it didn't scare me because it was Simpsons. Like that's that was the difference. It yeah, wasn't like in, didn't they like come out of a cornfield like out of nowhere yeah. or something? Yeah, because uh Mr. Burns was using Sorry, some I'm eating into your I'm eating into your five minutes. That's oh, all good. But Mr. Burns was using some kind of radioactive thing and they made him look like an alien, so they called the FBI in and Mother Scully came. It was a good crossover episode, basically. But yeah, but yeah he's on the Fox family. And I mean, basically, since then, he hasn't really done much. Like, he's actually, he's made a couple movies the last few years, but, like, he took a break, kind of, I think. And I think since, like, the beginning of COVID, he's been taking a break. He was, He's only been in four movies since 2020, and I only ever heard of one of them. Oh, apparently, apparently he's in New People with um, Eddie Murphy and Jonah Hill. I didn't know, I didn't know that even. Apparently he's in that movie. I'll, I wanted to watch that anyway, but no, I definitely check it out if he's in it. Yeah, but yeah, sounds good. I like Jonah Hill. Yeah, we'll see Eddie about Eddie Murphy. Eddie Murphy's hit or miss <laughs> for me. I just, movie. I disagree. Eddie Murphy's always fun. <laughs> I, I always love the movies. I always like the movies, but yeah. but yeah. And other than that, and I, I guess he was in the Craft Legacy too, which I never saw that, but I never saw the original Craft either, so I'm, I'm good on those. Mm -hmm. They're, they're pretty good. Yeah. The Legacy one seconds. Um, has a Hollywood ending. Sorry, go ahead. But I mean, it's that's basically all I got in the company. Like he, he just played. A, he's he's a TV actor. He's played a lot of good TV roles over the years, and hopefully, eventually, he gets another TV show. But I love. I would love to see like an X Files Next Generation type reboot where like the company and Anderson have roles in it as like mentors, kind of. But it focuses on like two new agents who have to do the same kind. Of well, maybe their son and a new skeptic. There's the, there's the timer. That's I think her son. I think her son disappeared at the end of the reboot, if I'm not mistaken. I yeah. think like her, I, th I think her baby disappeared. I I don't know, but no. well, see, I don't think that you know you don't have to have like I'm talking about William. You don't have to have these like siblings and not daughters and stuff like yes. that to carry out. I, I would say just two new recruits. You know, it doesn't have to. Not everything has to be Star Wars where everybody's related. Okay. Uh, 
I mean, I like I like when people are related though in these type of things. Yeah. Like it makes, it makes more sense. Maybe they Double don't words. know. Maybe William uh, molted, like and that, they realize it's him. Like that, like that '90s show. I love they brought it back with like the actual storyline continuing. I enjoyed that '90s show. I watched it in a day. It's kind of like now that we finished the 1983 movies. I'll be able to watch that '90s show. Yeah, but I had to prep for this first. We can't watch movies unless we got an assignment to watch movies. Right. <laughs> We don't have time was, for non. I was still, I still had another five, six movies at least I wanted to watch before doing that episode. But yeah, well, we're going to watch the workout. We're going to go we're back and change the results. Philip wants to watch War Games because it was one of the top five, and he hadn't seen it. Um, well, well, I wanted to mention on Duchovny, he was in Twin Peaks, and he was also apparently in Millennium, that show we were just talking about. Those writers went and did. Well, yeah, well, yeah, because Millennium as different as a different character. Yeah, because it's the same writer, so that's why they wanted to use him. But okay, what was his name? It was yeah. a funny looking name. Oh, uh, by the way, the Red Shoe Diaries were kind of like very, very soft, but basically softcore porn. Yeah, I thought so. I, they're like an HBO show, if I'm not mistaken, right? Yeah, they definitely had a lot more sex than. And, and am I wrong? But then it seemed like maybe they were more geared towards a female. Audience. Oh, definitely. Yeah, it was chick porn. Lots of rose petals and wine mm-hmm. and uh, stuff like that. Yeah, definitely chick porn. Yeah, mm-hmm. Fla- uh, Fabio. Guys Fabio. doing dishes, you know. Guys yeah. doing Bobby, Bobby Wingood in Millennium. Hey, hey. Wingood I isn't that funny. I threw you on the bed the first time you did. I saw you doing the dishes. That's right. That's the best nights of my life. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I, I did see Aquarius. It was Aquarius, you said? Yeah. Uh, yeah, that was really cool. I did. I enjoyed mm-hmm. that. It, it was a short run. I was like, "Where's it at?" It got canceled. I was like, "Where's it?" At? I, was, I was getting into it. Mm-hmm. Like, it had two seasons. It had two seasons. It was pretty good. I mean, yeah. I mean, that networks get a bad. The you know NBC, ABC. I think it was on one of those. NBC, get, I think. Yeah, they get a bad rep anymore. But I felt like that one was was uh, they took some chances and. You know, I've always been interested in the '60s and the whole Manson thing, and so I thought it was interesting. You know, and and plus they even brought like Brian Wilson, like someone to play Brian Wilson onto that show and everything else too. Like they threw the whole Beach Boys and Manson like relationship into that show, and it was it was interesting. Yeah, well, well done, Jeremy. Thank you. Um, mm-hmm. So, who wants to go next? Uh, well, said okay. We tend to do boy girl, and also I'm doing Jillian Anderson, right? I.e. Dana Scully. One of the heavy hitters from this episode. So, how about I follow uh, the company? Let me me know when to hit start on the timer. Okay. Let me find page one. Okay. Okay. Now, a lot of this is bio of Dana Scully as well as Jillian Anderson. In fact, it's more Dana Scully than Jillian Anderson. And I didn't know how far to go into the episode as far as spoilers. So, which, of course, since we're talking about the episode in detail... You know, but that's okay. Um, This episode is right up Scully Alley. While spooky and a bit pokey, R.E. Sheriff Andy Taylor, um, it really had almost no discernible alienness. I mean, you know, I don't know if maybe in later seasons they revisit the episode with a little bit of an alien bend. But as far as I can tell, it's basically science. Okay. Um, at least on the surface, it is. It is more a treatise 
on the potential horrors of generational incest. This makes the episode about pure science, at least where, you know, and of course, social commentary, but mostly science. And it makes a pure Scully episode. I'm sorry, I'm an ADD left hand, so um, I can't read my own handwriting. Dana Catherine Scully, Scully, M.D., born 223-64, Irish Catholic, in um, and uh, question mark alien, um, a devout Catholic in her youth. Over the years, her faith would waver. However, in times of stress, Dana t- turned to the church for solace. Um, to be seen especially after the repeated abductions and childbearing revelations, especially as she was told in her um, early years that she could not have children. Her relationship with Mulder went from ice to fire. Hope that's not a uh, spoiler over the years. Um, obstacles. um And, of course, in spite of or maybe because of the many obstacles that uh, demanded by television to keep the audience's attention. This brings me to Gillian Anderson, born 8968. Um, Just as a side note, some of Scully's abductions uh, correlated shockingly with Gillian Anderson's pregnancies during the run of the series. Okay. Born in America, she grew up in London and Michigan. Uh, one of her parents was British. One of them was uh, uh, American. Okay. She graduated from Chicago's DePaul University theater program and headed to New York City to pursue a stage career. Since landing the role of Dana Scully, Jillian has enjoyed a varied success on multiple continents and media varieties, including television, stage, and, as mentioned earlier, voiceover work. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. That was great. Okay. So, now, Aaron, who do you have? Awesome. Um, I want to say Jul- Julianne Anderson, my favorite thing of her outside of X-Files oh. was uh, American Gods. Okay. She plays, she's, she's media. Yeah, and, she uh, is. In one of her in one of her incarnations, uh, she she does a great Lucille Ball. Mm-hmm. Oh, I would like Pretty to see wild. that. Yeah, I forgot that yeah. she was in that. American Gods is awesome. Yeah, I, I heard she was amazing in The Crown too. Yeah, yeah I, oh, I, I guess watched The Crown. I, I put that down. I haven't seen it in a couple. She plays Margaret seasons. Thatcher. Oh yeah, I want to see that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, she's a. Uh, uh, I thought maybe one of her parents was a Vulcan or something. <laughs> Scully. But... No, no, Scully, not uh, Jillian. Oh, okay. Jillian's British American. Dana's Irish Catholic. Gotcha. I think that's interesting. Why, why parents... do I think she was Australian? For some... I don't know. She She's started... Irish Catholic. Her father was a, um, uh, a captain in the Navy. Then she doesn't she have a British series also where she plays like a mm-hmm. private investigator? Yeah, something? a detective. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I always liked her. Yeah, she's a good actress. Yeah. 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 When she loosens up a little bit, it's, it's <laughs> kind of the similar character. At least at the beginning, her detective character is kind of similar to Dana Scully. 
except with less aliens. All right, Aaron, it's down to me and you. What do you want to flip for it? I'll, I'll go. Okay. Let's see. All right, 457, 456. We're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so Tucker Smallwood is Sheriff Andy Taylor, not to be confused with you know, Andy Griffith. Um, Smallwood is 78 years old now. He served in Vietnam in the U.S. Army Airborne and was pronounced dead in 1969, but actually recovered from his injuries. So I guess he was only mostly dead. Um, he moved to New York and studied acting and, uh, you know, became an actor. He was in the Cotton Club. It was kind of his first thing that anybody would know he was in. Um, traffic. Not, that win Best Picture? I feel like it did. Um, he's been in a hundred, you know, TV shows, X-Files. He loves Star Trek. He's been in several Star Treks and space sci-fi movies. Um, space Above and Beyond. He was in Millennium, Babylon 5, um, Curb Your Enthusiasm, Seinfeld, Murphy Brown, Star Trek Voyager, Star Trek Enterprise, Friends, and he was God in the Sarah Silverman program. Who, who was he in Seinfeld? In Seinfeld, I don't remember. I think he was... Um, I mean, it's a small role, but still. Yeah, I'll, I'll find out at the end of this. Um... Well, I don't have a whole lot more on him, really. He's uh, he's a singer. Um, he's got an album that's a tribute to the blues singer Robert Johnson. And uh, he bears a resemblance to Johnny Mathis, which is the music that was playing when uh, his character was bashed in. Um, yeah, that's all for me. Got three minutes to, to spare. So uh, anybody got anything on him? I'll look him up on Seinfeld. Do you have any idea? Well, you look that up. I'm wondering if maybe he's singing the wonderful, wonderful instead of it being specific, you know, like Johnny Mathis. Uh, it wasn't Johnny Mathis, but it wasn't him either. It was some. Oh. It was uh, it was somebody imitating Johnny Mathis. Oh, okay. I saw the name in print. Okay, I wondered. Yeah, that would have been kind of funny. It would have been a, an Easter egg for uh, fans of the show to to look for. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, we brought up some different good if points I'm about him throughout the, the discussion. Mm-hmm. We went over the synopsis about you know wanting to maintain the uh, the small town feel of the of the of the home you know home yeah. Pennsylvania I think it was right. Yeah, yeah. home Pennsylvania. He's yeah. he's about half of those mentions a home that I read. Yeah. In, in about two minutes of time. Oh, I know what came, occurred to me. Um, did they kill him and his wife due to, I mean, was it just a... Uh, because their home was invaded? Yeah, I mean, was it why? revenge or was it or was it just... Why did they particularly go after them instead they, of the FBI agents? They knew where he lived. Yeah. Oh, okay. okay. So they're motivated by uh, revenge or... Mm-hmm. or yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, an eye for an eye. They just as happily kill the FBI agents, I'm sure. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Right. Well, yeah. They tried. They, they but, the old college try. <laughs> but they're they're more likely to have had their doors locked. Well, here's another thing. If you're a psychotic killer, and if you've had a family of psychotic killers since the Civil War, why are you waiting until October first, nineteen ninety six, to have a psychotic uh, mass murder? Well, they, um, they went. 
they all went in the house too, right? Didn't did he did the did Andy Taylor go in the house with them the first time? No, no it was just that. Yeah, it was just Paul and Scully. Yeah, they drove but, back. To- oh, they said they were going to ask the sheriff to get a um, uh, uh, an order. Oh, that's right. They overheard him saying the sheriff was going to get a warrant. Right. Okay. So they probably thought that would uh, preclude the warrant. Warrant. Yeah. All right. Well, I guess we shouldn't pick that apart too much more, but that's there's a good uh, uh, maybe background. the reason why they waited. I'm glad, that glad long I watched it this morning. It's all but you think there'd be you know you know murder upon murder upon murder upon murder upon you know, as long as this Peacock family was around. Only right? only if there only if there's you know people investigating them. Well, that and also um, previous generations maybe weren't quite as uh, murdery. How many vagabonds passed? Right little town like that too. right yeah. exactly like I said, they, they filled up their yard with babies already they had to move into the sand lot yeah that's what got them busted mm-hmm. <laughs> all right aaron good job um it mm-hmm. seemed like he had an esteemed background in theater yeah 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 he was in a broadway play called mahalia i didn't it, it wasn't a hot link i don't know anything about it mahalia uh, jackson about, probably well you can always about mahalia jackson or not almost yeah. certainly you would think so, but you don't know. Is there another Mahalia? It, probably. I mean, probably, probably thousands of them named after Mahalia Jackson. Right, exactly. Therefore, linking it back to the probability that it was about I, Mahalia. If I, if I would put money on it with the, mm-hmm. you know, uh, Fred, Fred Bet or whatever, Fandle, it'd be probably Mahalia Jackson, probably. Mm-hmm. But I'll go ahead and do uh, mm-hmm. Chris Nelson Norris here as we wrap it up. Yeah. And this guy has no, like I was telling Aaron earlier, he has no real uh, digital footprint. I mean, this guy might be living off the grid. There is some information about him, but I'll get to that after I talk about the character. So he's Edmund Peacock, who happens to be the most uh, intelligent or least removed from the so the, uh, the effects of uh, an incestuous relationship than his brothers. I mean, he was the only of the his, brothers. His brothers slash sons. Right. right. His brother sons. He's the only <laughs> son of the original father who was killed in the car wreck. So he had some mental capacity. He could drive a car. He was, uh, you know, he liked the song Wonderful, Wonderful. He was able to, I would presume he's the one that booby-trapped the house uh, and he was the one that sired his other two brothers. <laughs> but, brother sons. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he. Um, he right old age of 12. Yeah. Probably. Age of 12. So we kind of broke down everything mm-hmm. that he. He's probably more culpable. If you were to go to trial. The other two would probably be institutionalized, whereas he might be put in prison. Right. Which is also a form of institutionalization, but different. Or put to death or whatever. Mental facility. Depending on the number of Easter eggs in the yard, I guess. Right. Yeah, and and putting his brothers, his brother sons, into Gen Pop would have been uh, a death sentence anyway. Yeah, I think think we've managed to Mm -hmm. cover the characters. Let's talk about the actor. Mm -hmm. Chris Nelson Norris um, is... I have no idea where he li- uh, was born. Mm-hmm. However, he appears to be a man of letters. Born he- at the Peacock House. Right. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's off the grid just like Edmund. 
but he was uh, post, he has three postgraduate degrees, including a doctorate in counseling psychology. Um, he used what he learned to help children and adolescents on the street, which is noble. Um, he is a board certified behavior analyst, so he's quite a bit, you know, more removed from the effects of an incestuous relationship in his character, for sure. He definitely seems to be a, a, a man of letters, like I said. But I thought the interesting about thing about him is the number of credits. He was in uh, NYPD Blue, ER, Prison Break, uh, dead, a movie called Dead Man's uh, Gone, Star Trek, Deep, Deep Space Nine, where his character actually got the name of Trajok. He was in Wall Street, which was in the late 90s. Uh, kind of around the same. Well, it might have been. That probably was before X Files, I would guess. Um, but um, I've, how much time do I got here? I've hit it really late, so I'm going to say you got about a, a minute. Okay, so I, I thought that it would be interesting to talk about our character actors because he seems to be the quintessential kind of character actor. So uh, he, uh, you know, when you think of character actors that uh, that. I think of like Wilton Goggins from um, well, Justified. Mm-hmm. Walton Goggins, I'm sorry. Yeah. Jennifer Coolidge from Best in Show. Judy Tacos Greer, the comedian. I always like her work. There's this commercial where she goes, ooh, tacos. Yeah. And he just, that really put her on his radar. Lance Riddick was the uh, police chief on The Wire. I always like you know him. He's always really, you know, kind of uh, cut and dry, kind of. Lieutenant Daniels. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Stephen Root, of course, who was on our news radio episode, one of my favorites. John Cazale, who was on, you know, in The Godfather. Every movie John Cazale or Cazale was ever in is like a masterpiece. Godfather, Dog Day, Afternoon. Um, he's just, right. you know, he died a young age, but he left a mark. And then Steve Buscemi. I'll, I'll let you name three more character actors. Well, I'm down to one. I'm going to mention Simi. And the reason I name him is because he's the one that kind of broke out of being a character actor to becoming a star. Mm-hmm. So maybe one day. If, and part of that is he wrote his own parts. If they bring the Peacocks back, maybe mm-hmm. Mr. Yeah. Chris. It's killed repeatedly in Cohen Brothers movies, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Right. And in Adam Set, and he's in almost all the Adam Sandler movies. Is he really? Yeah. A lot of them. Especially the comedies. Uh, he does little roles, though. Yeah. Uh, I'm, this never uh, occurred to me. But it is possible mm-hmm. for these character actors. I'm not even sure he's Sometimes very them, late in life. Just in them. They'll break out of the mold of being a character actor and they'll actually get a, a big job. You know, it's, it's kind of cool to see. Mm-hmm. Especially. Oh, you're right. Jo- like Joe Pesci. One of, one of my favorites is uh, that. Okay. He is in that one. He's in Billy Madison because Billy Madison decides to call people he bullied in school and apologize. Oh, and Steve Buscemi. Buscemi is in it and he's putting lipstick on and then he uses the lipstick to mark Billy Madison's name off his kill list. <laughs> yeah, there's a there's a really there's a big meme there's a meme that's been going around for a while now where it's Anakin Skywalker calling Grogu for the same like Grogu calls Anakin Skywalker for the same thing. So he crosses Grogu's name off the list when he goes and kills the all the kids of the Jedi Temple. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I always thought that if uh, Buscemi, mm-hmm. if they needed someone to play Barney Fife, Buscemi would be a good. He'd be he'd be a great Don Knotts, yeah. Yeah, and G- DJ Qualls as well. 
Yeah. If they want to do like over the years. Right. Yeah. If you want, if you want a taller Barney Five, DJ Qualls would be a good one. Yeah. Well, but like for instance, in the X Files, Jillian Jillian Anderson. I didn't bring this up in the bio, but she spent much, and I could have because I had extra time. She spent much of the X Files on a uh, crate. She mm. would stand on an apple crate because of the height difference between her and Duchovny. So Hollywood magic can um, adjust for height. Yeah, often does. Oh yeah, well R- Richard Gere is so short that they always had to put him on like built up floors next to like Julia Roberts and other actresses. So yeah, Tom Cruise And uh, what was it? There was a uh, um, there was a trick where also in like westerns, if they wanted to adjust for height, they'd actually dig a ditch, and one of the actors would stay in the ditch. Then a horse come over and poop on his shoes. Well, that <laughs> happened anyway, ditch or not. The, the horse didn't aim for the ditch, hon. <laughs> All right, Jeremy. How about, do you want to uh, give us some of your socials or? Mm-hmm. Sure. You could find me, my, you can find everything I do on Facebook as Paranormal New Normal slash Maniacal Music Musings Facebook group. You could find us on Twitter and the gram as at Juggalo Bastard. You can find us on TikTok as Juggalo Bastard Podcast. And you can find us on YouTube as Paranormal New Normal or Maniacal Music Musings. Just search the name. Put the names at Google. You'll find them anywhere. Or be sure to check out my Sunday show, Global Strangeness. Mm-hmm. All right. Fantastic. All right. And Aaron, you've got a couple of assignments, yeah. that 90 show and Supernatural, after you're I've done with 1983. Yep. I've got, uh, of course, my OnlyFans, uh, Bleach My Nipples. And, uh... <laughs> we have social. Twitter. Yeah. Uh-huh. Pod. Instagram. Yeah. Uh-huh. Pod. Facebook. Yeah. Uh-huh. Pod. Website. www.yeah-uh-huh.com. So let us know. Hit us back. Have a great week. Hey.